You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Welcome back. You are listening to Racing Nation. Big night tonight from Clifford Park. We see the running of the Daryl Gollan Memorial, a cutest two-year-old handicap. So a race, of course, named after an absolute legend of the turf and a legend of a human being. And it is the Tony Gollan Racing presents the Daryl Gollan Memorial. Joining me on the program this week, none other than Tony Gollan. How are you? Yeah, good morning, James. How are you? Yes, really well. So this race, obviously, close to yourself and your family. I know that's an obvious thing, but it must be great to see that uh, that Daryl's name will continue to be remembered and, and done in this way with a race, a two-year-old race of all as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and tricky to see the Toowoomba trainers really getting behind. It. I know Dad was friends with with a lot of the trainers up there and, and probably meant a lot to them. So it's it's a great initiative of the club. We've been up there for years now doing it. Um, it's a great idea. I'm yet to have a runner in the race, which is a bit, a bit annoying and a bit disappointing, but um, really enjoying seeing the strength, strength of the race this year. I think it's a really good race. You were hoping to have one this year. There was a few TV Gollan runners there, I noticed, in the noms, but it just didn't quite work out that they made it to the acceptance page. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure they were good enough to beat the locals, to be honest. I know from being a local in Toowoomba, you know, they have that, they certainly have that advantage on the home track, and I didn't feel like making the track up there to, to have um, to have it handed to me. That's for sure. So I, wanted, I think the race has got good good um, good strength about it. The locals always have a good advantage, and um, I think I'll let them fight it out this year. And then we talk about a, a race named, of course, after the great Daryl Gollan, two-year-olds. He was a great trainer of all horses, but two-year-olds in particular, he was the absolute master. Yeah, he's, he's got a fair bit on his son, I can tell you, when it comes to training two-year-olds, that's for sure. He's, he's certainly got me covered. His record his record was excellent. He was, he was brilliant at identifying them, educating them, getting them up and running. And I, I know, uh, talking to my other trainers back when Dad was training two-year-olds in Toowoomba, they hated coming to Toowoomba racing against his two-year-olds in particular because he was just so good with them. He'd often you know, go to Brisbane and win plenty of two-year-old races with horses of, of much lesser value than what he's coming up against. So... He was a master with the juvenile horses. He was really good at it, and it's fantastic to have a race named after him and also connected to juvenile racing. Yeah, he was talking to Kent Woodford about it on the show last week, and he made a point as well, I thought, which was pretty spot on. Like you said there before, he never had the most expensive horses, but he just was a genius at identifying which ones would be early runners, which ones would be up and going early, and, and just targeting the old story, yourself in the, you know, your horse in the lowest company, yourself in the highest, but he just knew exactly where they were at and what they would be suited for and when. Yeah, he was very, he was very good. I, I remember, I remember stacks of him going to the sales and seeing heaps of sales with him from as long, from as young as I can remember going to the sales. Always be dad by dad's side, and the way he could identify these young horses, he, he was always, he loved picking the freshman sires and the, out of fast families, horses he thought looked look racy, and you know, like everyone, you don't know how to get it right, but geez, he got it right more than he got it wrong when it comes to the cheaper, cheaper horses. And I remember Johnny Wallace saying one day when he brought a horse up there to get ready for the for the, the Pato Shea plate now, where it is, it was a fitting, fitting insurance for many years. And mm. um, so I hate coming up here, Daryl's always got one of these little things to come up and you just can't get past them. And that's what he was good at. He was good at finding the, the smaller horse that he could get up and get moving on early. And he was great at keeping them, you know, really fresh in the legs and fresh in the mind and they just go out and want to run. And by the time some of the two-year-old years was over, they had nothing else left to prove. They'd won, they'd won so much bonus incentive money, you know, very similar to Les Ross's model that he has today. But... Uh, Dad's probably a pioneer of that, and it's just a slightly different style of trainer. But he, um, yeah, he was he was unreal with them, and the way he could just keep them up and keep them going all season. 
There was quite a lot of them, but I was just, just trying to think of some now, but one that probably fit that bill, Carry On Cosa. It was a tiny thing. <laughs> and it yeah, there was came something out of her family at the cuter sale the other day and just brought back memories of Carry On Cosa. Oh, <laughs> She was smaller than 15 hands, I'm sure. Yeah. She was small, you know. I think when Christy rode her, she could have just stepped on her without worrying about her leg up. She was that little, but she was so fast. She could spring the lids and set her relax, and she won a huge amount of money just before Christmas of a two-year-old year, you know. So I think she won 59 or 60 kilos in town. Like she was just a, a real running two-year-old. Yeah, well, remember she, she won the, the, the Fitton, now known as the Pat O'Shea, went straight to town, won the, the, third, won the first two or a couple of, I can't remember now, but I mean, it was that, she was about three from three and had, had a bucket load of money for her connections. Yeah, they were back in the days when the mining and McDougal were the first two two right. down in Brisbane before they got shuffled around, you know, to, to, to imagine men's lead up. So, you know, those were the days when there were, there were big two year old fields early in the season. Things have probably changed slightly since then. But yeah, no, he, was, he, he didn't have the biggest, most well bred, strongest, imposing looking babies, but he just, he had a great knack of getting them up and getting going and our trauma trainers are still doing that that style of training to this day and they're doing a great job with it what's what's from your memory what's what's one two-year-old that stands out to you that daryl had i think from from my memory we had a few nova jimsky was she yep. was just very special uh she went and went a blue diamond she was a really good filly the, the best horse i saw through there and had a little bit to do with strapping him such a special dame yeah he, he was such a good horse you're understanding general redeem and a magic means and went down and ran in the Got beat by Guineas at Eagle Farm. I seen Guineas won the flipper that year. It was just a really strong bunch of two-year-olds in Queensland that year with, um, obviously, Peter Moody, Billy Mitchell, and Hawks with Guineas. So he, he's probably the best. But I still always love a horse called Zipper Ripper, going back a lot longer before that. Yep. Uh, by Zip Home, he was, a, he was a really, really nice horse, Zipper Ripper. He was different. He wasn't that small, speedy type. He was a big, gangly, leggy horse. And... I think he, he was a really, really impressive horse. So he, he was a lovely horse. He had, he had so many nice, nice horses, you know, right through his stables. Yeah, I'd like to, I remember Special Dane actually was only quite young. And actually, it was Tony Hayden recently who yeah. I'd sort of forgotten that Tony Hayden was a jockey, to be honest, just being probably <laughs> that age group. And then you see him now as a trainer. And he shared something on Twitter or something one day. And it was that win at Toowoomba where yeah, Special Dane won by 10, I think. And that was, and started a dollar ten, And that was probably an era. You know, you didn't really see horses start that price anywhere. No, I remember that night vividly. I trapped in that night special day, and you just needed to get that little bit of prize money to get into the Magic Means. As always, you know, the Magic Means is that tricky race. It's a you got to you know, qualify your horse, then you got to win the race. So there's two yep. there's two parts to it, and Special Day just needed that last little bit of prize money to to guarantee himself in there, and he just absolutely made a mess of him at Clifford Park, and there's a lot made of it at the time, and he obviously went on to win a CFO stakes, I think it was, from Brian Major yep, Smith, yep. Once, once my father got ill, and he went to Melbourne, but he was, he was an awfully talented horse, and that was before breeders were, were paying good money for well-bred you know, colts at the sale, really, there wasn't a whole lot of that happening, and you know, Peter Overell decided to do that, chanced out in the limb, and bought a Dane Hill colt, and you know, if he wasn't in first hole, it would have worked out beautiful for him in the long run. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was incredible. So we will see the running of the uh, Daryl Gollan Memorial. Just said, yeah, so just a, a great man and great to see his name on it there. So that'll be the two-year-old that we'll see up there Saturday night. Now, uh, just on your stable, just a couple we've seen. You've been very, very busy as always, but with the different carnivals. Uh, Skirt the Law, first of all, incredible to win the Magic Millions, and then if things didn't go to plan Sydney-wise, but where's Skirt the Law at? Yeah, she's having a really well-earned break. I, I probably could have scraped her into the slip of the way things panned out, but she she pulled up with a pretty sore bruised inside heel from that last run, and 
that's just, you know, horses have been in work for quite a while. And that's, that's got to be to win those two-year-old races. You don't get mm. a lot of breaks with them. You know, you're often at them from a way out. And, you know, she broke a, a record going into the Magic Millions. Matt Horton had that big break between runs and won a Magic Millions. And she's a very talented filly. And I was, I was adamant if we didn't go to Sydney and, and things didn't work out perfect as I planned, then, then we would give her a break. And I'm able to give her a good eight-week spell now. And you'll see her... More than likely in Melbourne in the spring, yeah. Uh, maybe Sydney. We'll just we'll identify the, the exact program later on, but I think she could try, probably try and follow a path similar to what Cooling did. Her ratings from Magic mm-hmm. Means are very similar to hers. Yep. So we, we probably won't break a, a performance mold that we've seen work before. So she's telling me clearly having a nice break. Look, we'll probably never know, or not probably. We, we will never know. But in your mind, if, if being, was she the right horse for? Uh, for a golden slipper? Like, were you confident going down there that you had the right horse that could be really competitive in, in that race? Absolutely. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought in my wildest dream she'd get beat at Ramwick that day. She was just... Everything worked out well. Uh, Ryan had worked at home. We'd had a really good good time with it in. She trialled sensational, as you would have saw. Um, and everything went well to Sydney. Ryan actually come and rode her on Friday morning in Sydney, rode her track work. Yeah. She was in just good shape. She was beautiful and... It was just unfortunate, but that's what two-year-olds are like. They're here today, gone tomorrow. But she, she's the right also the right ability. That magic means form normally always stacks up. It's been a funny year this year. It's been one of the drier periods leading <laughs> into to a slipper for some time. Normally, we're looking at wet track after wet track. But uh, she's a, certainly a, she's got that good ability. Her ratings have all come back that she's up to that next level. And, you know, we look after her. Now, she's only been to one grand final and not two, which is a plus going forward. And I'm sure she's a she's a group one level horse in the, in the waiting. Okay, so we look forward to following her journey. Now, Zoo Style went down, obviously, was uh, was in Sydney and in Melbourne competing, competing against the best of the best. Lightning run was unbelievable. Yeah, Oakley Plate. Sorry, he was brilliant Oakley there. Plate, sorry. Um, yep. Yeah, he went out. Uh, I think Ethan Brown yesterday, actually, at Eagle Farm. And as you said, he probably got booked for speeding on him at Sandown. <laughs> so it just, he just didn't judge his stride and his speed as well as he could have. I think he probably the one that got away, the Oakley Plate. Mm. Uh, had a tiny setback with, with Bruce Bushman and the water walker actually with him. Coming back to Sydney, we thought we had him spot on, but he shifted ground. It was a messy race. One, two, three around the corner were third, last, second, last, last at the finish. So there was no peace on a track that was very hard to make up the play in those sprint races that day on um, on Golden Slipper Day in the in the Galaxy. So he's came back. He's in good order. He's at Eagle Farm now. He's been kicking overnight. Probably seen him now and then hopefully to the 10,000. Then he'll have a little break again. A nice spelling. You'll see him in all those same short course races you saw him in last spring, which I think is really his time. I think springtime in Melbourne at those 1,100 is ideal for him. He's a Group 1 horse? Oh, look, I'm not sure. He's a solid Group 2 horse, isn't he? You mm. know, he probably should have won that Group 2 last year when he just threw up the start and Rothfire beat him at Mooney Valley. Uh, he's placed in Group 1 level in the spring. Group 1 handicaps for his go. You just don't get a lot of him at his trip, so... He's on the yeah. cast. Natuno, I note, will it, it's still in Sydney. It'll go around the Arrowfield. No, no, he won't. He'll come back. No. Um, he won't run in Sydney. He'll come, he'll come back here. He'll run in the Mick Dittman. He's just not executing races well enough at the moment at that next level. His run was good on a day it was hard to lead on in Sydney. Um, but he'll certainly come back running the Mick Dittman, hopefully through the Gold Coast Guineas and throughout our carnival here. But... Just getting him to execute his races a bit better. He's just wanting to do things. He's just doing too much wrong at that next level. That has a lot of ability? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's unbeaten as a two-year-old, one in group two. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a really nice horse. Um, he's, he's, he's still a cult, which may be an issue for him, maybe his problem. So he's probably got the rest of this season to, 
to see whether he can leave this family jewels in or they come out because he's just he's just a bit anxious the horse in the month horses and he's just gotta to learn to relax a lot better if he's gonna win these better races. Okay, so that's a look at some of the, the southern stars. But this weekend for your stable, it's probably a quieter day. You've got a number of runners in, but only in a couple of races. If we can ask you a bit about those. The Class 3 plate got put on the red light and in a sec. Uh, Claire Vistara note is an emergency, though. Yeah, probably put on the red light from the draw. She's just one of those horses in six runs this time in, I think. She hasn't run outside of a placing and she hasn't won. So dollar eighty-five. the place doesn't look too bad, but she's hard to back win only. She's a, she just finds a bit of trouble, but... First time blinkers the other day, she probably should have beat Situation Room. She got a bit of length and she got not much room at all early in the straight. So if she can get the right run through, she can run really well. In race six, which is the Phillies and Mayors benchmark 78, Departy Gal and Argyle Pink. Now, is Departy Gal named after Nick Galligan? He's in it, I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you look through the ownership of that whole horse, there's quite a few that it could be named after. <laughs> True. It could be named after some girls, I know, I'm not sure, but it's, um, it's certainly, it, it's certainly um, a very, very motley crew that one it's a good crew of all Toowoomba boys and they bred her themselves Leon Pettit and his whole team there there's, yep. there's, uh, so there's some wild men involved in the course so it's, it's good for them it's lovely homebred silly mare she's worked her way through her grades and she's, she's, a, well, she's a genuine five dollar chance in this race on Saturday and I must admit when I first started racing I didn't think we'd be here but she's done a great job yeah geez look at yeah so got Leon's you got the Galligans Capewell yeah right yeah. I think mean, I mean, Nick Matheson's in it. Um, yes, he is. Few, he is. Few there. Oh, it's a wild show. Jonesy, Daniel Jonesy. Jonesy. There Daniel we go. Jones is in there. Oh, yeah, it's a really yeah. wild show. Yeah, it's a real old Valley show, this one. I was going to say, exactly. So, there we, so that's the party gal. So, all right, so that's it. Chances there. Now, where, what else have you got to this weekend? There's a couple there somewhere else right there. Uh, Tenzing, um, mate. She's probably my best. He's probably my best. Oh, in the lucky last. Yep. Yeah, yep. he's probably my best for the day, I reckon. He, he's Ormond on him from a pretty good draw, softer, softer ground at Dooman and a mile, right benchmark. I think he's probably my best chance. So the punters are listening and they're doing their, doing their, their money heading into last in Brisbane. I hope he can help you out. So that's race nine, number nine. I just know it's the early one, but you've got Situation Room, which is going really well, and Tilly Anna also going around in that benchmark 85. Yeah, they're going good. Situation Room, you'd love a stable full of horses honest, I think. Mm. Another homebred from some of the guys up there, Andrew Harvey and his crew there. They, they bred him by DEFCON. So he's, a, he's a lovely, honest horse. And yet again, I didn't think he'd be you know, back-to-back Metro Saturday winner at one stage of his career. So he's done a great job as well, this horse, and he's still going well. So they're both nice horses, and obviously Henry Fields' crew own Tilly Annam. So she's a very well-bred filly. So who knows? Both, both good hopes, both $5 chances. We haven't got a big team in, James, but we're pretty strong in each of the races we're in. All right, but Tenzing, you reckon's the best, lucky last? I think he's a pick of him, yeah, I do. I, I like this New Zealand horse. He's third up for us, had a bit of mucus off his last run, and big blow, he, he'll be very fit all Saturday, and he's nice and, nice and clean in the lungs, so he's probably the pick. All right, that's race nine. Number nine, and also, just quickly before you let you go, Angela Jones, another of these success stories out of Toowoomba in the in the jockey ranks. She, she must have impressed you with the steps that she's taken since she's been been down there. Yeah, she has. I, you've got to check yourself sometimes, you know, when she does ride a, a bad one for you, which they all do, um, or we all, we all make mistakes. That's, that's human nature. But it's only her first year riding in um, mm. the Pollock area, first, first full season. So she had to give her one, one, one race day prior to the season starting. Um, that was it. So she's, she's done an amazing job. She's done a kilo and a half now already. She's a, she's a runaway leader in the Apprentices Premiership and She's done a good job. Lindsay Hatch does a fantastic job getting these these kids ready to come down to me. And when they come down, like Red Bailey Nota before her, and now Ange, um, it's it's just a formula that works really well. And she's she's a lovely kid. She's a pleasure to have. 
Um, we love having her in our stables. She's riding a lot of winners for us. Yeah, no, she certainly is, and she'll continue to ride plenty. So great to see her get uh, many opportunities through your stable. Like you said, it's been a proven uh, formula so from the Hatch stable down to the Golan stable, and they keep thriving. So the winning formula we can follow there. But, uh, but yeah, no, exciting times with the, with the stable pony. So it's great to follow all of the success there. So we've got the big Daryl Golan Day at Clifford Park this weekend, which will be great to see um, the, you know, the race run in honour of your dad. And as always, thanks so much for being so kind with your time and giving us some time on the show. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.